inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thanks for joining. If you are in business, either you work for leadership, sales, marketing, and other roles, this episode is for you. And for that, we have a really charismatic guest to present you. Kelly Swanson is a motivational keynote speaker, comedian, award-winning storyteller, Huffington Post contributor, and cast member of the fashion hero television show airing on Amazon Prime. She's also author of Who Hijacked My Fairy Tale and The Story Formula. Kelly's wacky wit and powerful stories have charmed hearts and tickled funny bones for over 15 years. Hello, Kelly. Hello, Oscar. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Very welcome. Please uh, tell us a bit more about yourself, Kelly. Well, that's a loaded question, Oscar, to ask a speaker, and we could be here all day, <laughs> but um, I'll try to boil it down and give you the short version. Yes. As you already <laughs> said, I'm a motivational speaker, uh, comedian, which means I tell people that you can do anything, and then I tell you I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I make audiences laugh. I spread humor and hope. Um, to people who are discouraged, who are burned out, who are low on morale, uh, teams that need rebuilding, if you will, uh, employees that need to be reengaged. And so for years, I have had the luxury in the front row seat, if you will, of being able to motivate audiences and entertain them and make them laugh and leave them better than I found them. But the other side of what I do is that over the course of that, um, people have come to me asking how I do it, how I get in front of strangers and inspire and motivate them to change and take action. How do I craft the stories that just pull them into my laps, if you will? How do I work my craft? And so, Oscar, as on this delightful journey, I've added a new component where I coach and teach people how to connect and engage on a deeper level with their own audience, whoever that may be, whether it's a customer, a patient, an employee, um, and how they use their words to make a deeper connection in, in this crowded, noisy world mm -hmm. where it's very competitive and people are running in a lot of different directions and we have a lot of competition. How can we be heard above the noise or better yet, how can we be trusted in it? And so that's sort of me in a nutshell is doing what I do, but teaching people who also want to influence in their own platforms how to do it as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, as you mentioned, uh, the comedian, I I watched some of your videos on your YouTube uh, channel. And I remember one that starts with just jokes. So it, it feels like this is going to be a stand-up comedy <laughs> for half an hour feels like that and suddenly you're telling me you're telling me about business about the uh, values how we can change uh, attitudes uh, you made this switch so <laughs> i didn't notice when it happened so you did it in a so effective way and you also mentioned the importance of uh, stories in business 
Um, could you tell us about the, uh, a bit about that? Why stories are so important in business? Sure, sure. And let's see, I sort of have a philosophy, Oscar, based on all the years of being a professional storyteller. That's how this started. I was a professional storyteller before I ever became a motivational speaker. And I know that sounds weird to some people. And to some people listening, it sounds completely natural because we have been impacted by storytellers uh, for all of time. But uh, here's how I boil down my philosophy into a short answer. We're all in the business of persuasion. Every single one of us listening on this call has a need and a desire to convince somebody else to do something, whether we want them to date us or give us a promotion or hire us or buy our product or listen to what we have to say, whether we're raising awareness or just getting our son to clean up his room. We are always trying to convince somebody else to do something. And that's what I do as a motivational speaker. And that's what everybody else is trying to do in this world in different ways. And so if we are all trying to persuade someone to do something, to listen to us, to believe what we say, to trust us, then that makes us salespeople. Whether it's our job is defined by that or whether we look at ourselves as salespeople the way I see it is we're all selling something to somebody. I'm selling you on a principle or a, or a, a truth that I want to bring to the stage. We all have information that we are, are translating to someone else. And so if we're all salespeople, I began to say, well, wait a minute. If I'm on a stage and I'm trying to really change these people's minds, not just give them a bunch of information they could have looked up on the Internet, mm-hmm. but truly shift their perspective and get deeper, then let me look to the world of sales. How do they do it? How do salespeople persuade people to buy something? And I didn't have a background in sales. I was just an artsy storyteller. So I went over to that world and I asked them questions and I'm still asking them questions. And what it boils down to every time is that no matter what you're selling, who you're selling to, whether your product is a tangible or a truth, whatever it may be, that the cardinal rule of sales is that people buy from people they like, people they trust, people they feel like they know. And this is an interesting concept, and I think it even applies in this digital world that we're in, whether we're on Facebook, whether, I mean, it's the whole reason why when I open an app in a new city and I want to find somewhere to go eat, a restaurant, and I open the app and I start pulling up all these choices, and I look and I see that, Uh, I spend a minute on the ad, on where they're located, how much the food is. Let's look at a nice little picture. But where do I go next and where do most of us go next? We all go to the reviews. We read the reviews, which are just the stories of people's personal experience with that brand. We believe what strangers will say about you more than we'll believe what you say about you, more than your data. And so I began, and I promise I'm winding it down to a close, but I began to study how you make people like you, how you make them trust you and believe you, because those words are emotional and they they don't have anything to do with what you make people think. They have everything to do with how you make people feel. And so things began to shift for me when it wasn't just about telling them what they needed to know, but going deeper 
and hitting people on an emotional level. Science has proven, you go do the research, don't trust just my words. Science has proven that people make decisions based on emotion. And therefore, and and it's also proven that stories are the best tool that we have to take data, which has no emotional impact on its own. Giving people the facts does not have the ability to make an emotional connection. So you wrap the data in story. And this is how you find a way to go deeper than the, the, the head, as I say, and go into the heart where you, you truly connect and engage on an emotional level. And so I began to see that story was the best tool we have to do that. And what does it need to look like? in order to make that connection. How this isn't just for me about telling a good story. I mean, that's fine. That's entertaining. It's engaging. You can make people laugh. There is a huge value in being able to tell a good story. But for me, it's different. This is a tool that we use to persuade. This is strategic storytelling. It's not telling a story just for the purpose of telling a story. It's truly understanding what you want that tool to do and the pieces that need to be in it that truly connect you with another human being. And they, this sounds a little weird, but it earns you the trust to then open that relationship and then people will believe what you have to say about what you're selling them. That's the best way I can describe it. Did I, did I, Makes sense, Oscar. Is is, is are yeah. you nodding over yeah. there? Um, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I, I agree what you'd say, and it's it's a good. Um, you mentioned um, in a hotel hotel reviews, the customers, uh, some strangers are 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 telling stories about your business. So if there are others telling stories about your business, hopefully all they are real, and helping other consumers. But uh, the business has to have to tell stories and good stories, effective stories, uh, as you say, strategic stories, uh, to improve this influence in in people. And could you give us uh, at least one example of um, some company or that had some good story that you can remember now? Okay. I, um. Oh. Uh, without, I don't want to go into a story. It will take up too much time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there later at the end of the call, um, I will give y'all everybody a link to YouTube videos where mm-hmm. I show lots of examples of how people use story in different ways. Let me give you one example of a woman who came to me who is a life coach. Okay. And so her business is about coaching people in their lives and their businesses. And she came to me and said, um, I'm not getting as much business as I could. Would you look at my marketing materials at my website, at my demo videos and take a look and see? And so I went to her website and I looked at it and uh, I played around and it was it was slick. It was professional. It looked good, but I didn't feel like I knew her. I didn't feel any emotional connection to her as a person. Her demo looked great. She was very polished. She was, she looked put together, but it was too much. It was too polished, too commercial, if you will. Mm. And she sort of blended in with all of her competition. She was just one more person selling me her product. And I said, 
here's what I think you could add to your marketing materials uh, that will help you connect and engage with the people that you're selling your service to. I said, you talk a lot about what they need to do and how you can help them. I said, but let's add a personal component so that they fall in love with you as well and see you as a human they want to do business with. And I said, tell me why you became a life coach. And Oscar, we didn't script it. We didn't plan it. She just spoke from the heart. She said, I had somebody in my life. She said, my mother died when she was young and and my life fell apart. And she said, I went from being a straight A student and doing all the right things and really having dreams. And she said, I went from that to my whole world going dark. She said, I didn't care about anything. My grades started to fail. I started to do drugs. I hung out with the wrong people. There was nobody in my corner. And she said, and I was headed down a very dark road with a very bleak ending. She said, but one day a coach showed up in our classroom as a substitute teacher. And she described the coach and what he looked like in his bald head and the, 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 the pen sticking out of his polyester pocket. And she said, I don't know what made me listen in that moment. She said, but he said something, one sentence that changed my life forever and pulled me out of the fog. Now, Oscar, unfortunately, and unfortunately for the people listening, I can't remember what that sentence was, which <laughs> some of you are going, oh, we need to know what it is, which tells you right there, everybody's hooked in already. And this isn't even a well-crafted story. But she told me, she said, That was the moment I knew somebody was in my corner and I decided to change my life. And she said, now I look back and see the power that somebody's words can have in 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 someone else's life. She said, that's why I became a life coach is because I want to be that person for somebody else. And I said, bingo, you have your story. I said, go get in front of a camera. Don't overthink it. Don't worry about what background you're in front of and just speak from the heart and tell us that. And she put it on her website and Oscar, a year later, she comes to me and she says, my business has completely turned around. And she said, people are buying from me. And she was so excited, Oscar. And she said, I said, well, what was it? And she said, it was that video. She said, people would tell me they could connect. People said they just loved that person, the story that I shared. And that's just one tiny example, Oscar, because stories can be used in so many different ways. But that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. She needed a way to make the, the potential buyer trust her, like her and feel like they knew her a way to establish some common ground where somebody sits and hears that story and says, wow, she's just like me, or she has a problem like I do, she gets it. We undervalue that in business the it, because it seems too simple. It seems too soft. We have forgotten that no matter how much this world changes or where we sit, we can sit in different parts of the world, Oscar. But when you hear a little piece of my story and I hear a little piece of your story, then the distance shortens between us and we become the arms get lowered and people are less resistant and we start 
to listen. One, one other quick example I want to throw in there. I had a meeting with two men from another country on the computer. And we were talking about merging our brands. And I'm going to be honest, Oscar, I was nervous. I thought they were going to take advantage of me. I thought they had an ulterior motive I couldn't understand. And I was dubious. And when I got on the call, one of the men said immediately, I apologize for wearing a tracksuit to this meeting, but it's my son's birthday today. He turned five and we had to go to the park to celebrate. And he turned his computer and showed me this little banner that said, happy birthday, Martin. And Oscar, in that moment, my arms lowered and, and, and he had actually done it strategically. He had done something that shortened the distance between us and made me see him as a father, as a parent, as, as a person just like me. And I lowered my arms and I listened to what he had to say. Yeah, great story as well. Yeah, the first story is, uh, is really amazing. I, I, I haven't watched this video, but the way you describe it is like a, a fantastic example of uh, what a story can do for, for a business. And Kelly, if you, uh, for us, could you in some way summarize the, the best practices, how to, how to craft this, these kind of stories, uh, what could you tell us? Sure, sure, Oscar, I'd be happy to. And uh, please understand those listening and Oscar, you've asked me a really big question. Something that, and that, that's the first thing that you need to honor and acknowledge about story is it's not a quick little fix. Mm. It's something you work at. It's something you spend time all year working on. It's not something you don't find a one story fits all. It's a tool that you use on a constant basis. But let me give you something that will help. And the first thing you need to do when it comes to story is, first of all, you really, really need to understand why story works and how it helps you engage on that emotional level. All the stuff I've been talking about up until this point, if you're not nodding and agreeing with what I'm saying, then then nothing else I say will matter. You need to go back and do your own research into how people are influenced and how story fits into that. But I'm going to move forward as if you already agree with me. So the second thing you need to understand is that story is a tool. So you need to understand what you need to do with that tool. So many people come to me and they say, we want to tell our company's story. I said, well, that's great. I said, no offense. Nobody cares about your company's story. They care about theirs. Why are you telling it? What do you want to do with this? What is the point? What action do you want them to take as a result of this story? Understanding why you're telling it and what you want them to do and what you want them to think and what you want them to feel as a result after hearing or listening or watching or reading this story, you need to really look at that first because you may find you're trying to do, find one story that will accomplish many different purposes. And what you really want to do is create several stories. The second thing I would tell you is that stories are about real life situations. This is going to sound oversimplified, but stories are about people with problems that are solved and the lesson learned in it. People with problems that are solved and the lesson in it. Many people will come and they'll say, read my company's story. 
And it is simply a list of facts. When we started, we started with a horse and a carriage in a basement. We did this. We did that. And I say to them, that's not a story. That's a list of facts. A story is about people with problems that are solved. Real life examples of your brand. The best example I can give you is our testimonials. Many times the best stories we can tell in our businesses are the stories about the people we served and what their life looked like before we came into their life and what it looked like after. And another tip I would give you is to don't overthink it. Um, Oscar, I don't know about where you live, but in the United States, when I grew up, when they taught us to write, they would say, get out a piece of paper and start writing. And you would just you would just start. It, it, it was so hard and so intimidating. And many people hate writing because they're trying to do it like they taught us in school. But here I want you to look at your story in a different way. This is just a conversation you're having with another human being. I tell speakers, your speeches are not performances. They're conversations you're having with people. And so therefore, when you write your story and and, and this, I, I can't emphasize this enough, but when you write your story, write it the way you talk, yeah. write it as a conversation. Do not write it the way it's intended to be read. Many speakers, for example, will sit down at a piece of paper or at their computer and they will craft this beautiful, long story that is this massive wall of words when they're done. And then they can't understand why it's so hard to memorize, so hard to tell, or it comes across overly polished. And I have to show them that the reason is because you wrote it the way it's to be read. And I need you to write it the way you talk. So write the way you talk. You can take out the ums and the sos and the, the whatevers, but we're in a world today where now more than ever, our listeners crave authenticity and overly polished doesn't make that connection. So write the way you talk. Make your story short. Stories don't have to be really long. You need to, when you really understand before you write it, what it's about, the problem and how it was solved and the lesson and why this story means so much to you, then you will find the story doesn't have to be really long. I think all stories that we use in business should aim to be five minutes or less, um, should aim to be written on one piece of paper in three paragraphs. If you need, those of you listening, a simple template, and there isn't one simple template everybody can follow for a story, but here's one that, that I use for many of my stories. And that is simply a three paragraph method where in the first paragraph, give me the context, set it up, drop down into the scene of the story and tell me exactly what I need to know to set up the character and their problem. Then the second paragraph, just tell me what happened. Just tell me what happened. And then the third paragraph, tell me what you learned from it. And this last piece is important. And this ties into my story formula, Oscar, which I'm going to sort of morph into. I, I have recipes on how to put the story together and the pieces that should be in there. And I'm not going to clutter this conversation with that. But I want to go from a very high up aerial view and tell you what my overall umbrella perspective is when it comes to my story formula. And that is this. In every story you tell, if you want to connect and engage, 
there are actually three stories you're telling in one. Maybe you want to call it, if this is too confusing to you, maybe you want to call it three perspectives, three points of view. But there are three things that must be combined for you to have that emotional connection with your listener. And they're so simple, it's, it's, it's crazy. But it's about me, about the brand, and about you. Now, the about me is important because that's the personal piece in this story. This isn't a story you got out of a book. This is why this story means so much to you personally, why you're telling it. I need a personal piece in this story so that you're brought into it as well. And that's crucial because, remember, we buy from the guy in the tracksuit who we feel like we know. The salesperson needs to become real to us. So I need to know When you tell this story, what it means to you, even if you're not part of the story, it could spin off into a, this story is important to me because this is why I like working where I do. Because even though I'm in accounting, I get to be part of these stories that change the world. See, there we understand how it connects to you. So there's about me. Then there's about the brand. This is, most people already get this. This is the point, what it is you want to persuade them in your story. And there's so many applications, I won't even go into it. And then there's about them. And so many of us miss this in business. We tell a great story about us. We tell a great story about our company, but we never mention the customer. We are here when we're persuading people, we exist to serve them. I uh, go to a gym and the fitness center that I go to was was purchased by somebody else. So they changed all the signs, all the colors, and they put up a company story uh, uh, sign in the front when you walk in. So me being a storyteller, I stopped to read it. It was a beautiful story. It had everything they had done, who they were, all who the people were. And I just was like, wow, this is a great company. But they never mentioned me. They never mentioned the customer. They never mentioned the people they serve. And I'm thinking, you exist to serve me. Without me, you don't exist. Where am I in this story? So so bringing that formula full circle, it has to have the component of, well, how does this apply to them? How does this mirror the pain of the one you're talking to? How are they part of this story? And an easy way to do that Tacked onto the end of your story, a speaker, for example, can simply say, what does this mean to you? What it means is that I know somebody sitting there right now is feeling the same way. And you're wishing somebody would come along and be that voice of hope for you and pull you out of the fog and blah, 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 blah. So that's how you can take that story and make it about all three. I have coached, uh, uh, critiqued thousands of speeches, presentations, uh, stories in business, pitches, elevator pitches, and Oscar every time. That's why where the story formula uh, became born out of, because every time I look at one, if there's something wrong, it's that they're missing one or more of these three pieces, mm-hmm. the about me, the about the brand, or about the, the customer and told in a story format. And I, I talked to a magician. I know a lot of magicians, actually. Oh. And he came up to me and he said, Kelly, you, I was I just taught the story formula to, to him. And he said, you're not going to believe this. I said, what? And he said, I teach magicians how to do magic shows in entertainment. And he said, we teach them the same thing 
about me, about the magic, and about them. And he said, a magician always reveals something personal. They're telling you about their girlfriend or they're telling you. I mean, those jokes, Oscar, that you heard me do on my YouTube videos are not done just to make people laugh. They are done to connect with people and make them feel like I'm their wacky friend next door. But the magician says we reveal a piece of ourselves. He said, and then, of course, we do the trick. That's the the brand part. It's why we're here. And he said, but we bring them up on stage. We make them part of the story. We let them hold the rope because we know bringing them into the story is important about me, about the message and about the brand the, uh, and about the audience. Sorry, that was a very long winded way of answering your question, but I hope you got some nuggets out of it that you can use. <laughs> Definitely. I, I like the, the, the ideas that you, you said um... That has to be, of course, um, uh, a character in with a problem, and these um, three stories in one that you mentioned, you know, that having the story about myself, the brand or the product, and you, the customer, and also it's um, it's interesting what you said about the magician. That means that if someone can um, can make great story for the business, can become magicians. <laughs> sure. And it's, it, and it isn't magic. If you, if you know the formula and you work at it, it's, it's just amazing, um, to watch how that, how that works. People ask me all the time. They say in my audiences, Oscar, they're like, Oh my gosh, you're so real. You're mm -hmm. just like us. You're one of us. Now, Oscar. In every audience I go to, I'm louder than anybody. I'm bigger than anybody. I got big red hair. I look like a drag queen. I do not at all. I'm on a stage. I'm talking to myself in the mirror. I'm singing. I'm the outcast in every room. Yet when I leave, no matter where I've been, no matter where these people are from, no matter what their walks of life, no matter what their experiences, they feel like I'm one of them. That is absolutely amazing. And it is not because I'm a good performer. It's not because I'm a good comedian. It's not even because I can motivate people. It's because I know how to tell a story that does all three of those things. And when you can get to that place with your employee, with your fellow coworkers, with your boss, with your buyers, with your patients, with your customers, when you can get them feeling like, oh my gosh, you're one of us, then you've created that magical trust that needs to exist in business. Because Oscar, we don't do business with institutions. We don't do, people don't trust institutions. We don't do business with a name on the side of a building or a nice structure. We don't do business with a brand. We do business. Our, we are, everybody in that company is a storyteller for the brand. And I do business with the person who answered the phone mm -hmm. or the person who saw me when I walked in or the person on that Facebook page. And too many of us in business have taken the people component out of it. And we're selling something people can't connect to emotionally. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I got one extra question about your uh, crafting this story. Imagine that someone right now is already convinced about crafting these uh, strategic stories and is, no, as you said, start writing, no, <laughs> pen and paper or the way they prefer, start, okay, thinking, write a story. And in this process, uh, what do you think are the the most difficult part or where people get stuck or find dif difficulties? What do you know on your own experience 
working with uh, people you are helping? Um, fantastic question, Oscar. And I'll tell you where they get stuck. It's before they ever sit down to write the story. Because people are just looking for a good story without knowing why they're telling it or what the tool needs to do. And they get swept up into, is this a good story? Hey, this happened. Is this a good story? And I and I just wrote an article on it, actually. Hmm. I was like, stop looking for the good story. Start looking for the right story. And that starts with what you want people to do. Why are you telling a story? Now, they get stuck because then they're like, whoa, I don't even know where to begin. How do I, uh, let's take people who give presentations, for example, whether it's sales or speakers. I don't use any stories, they say. I'm sitting here giving data the whole way through. I don't even know where to begin mm. in how to craft a story. That's where most people get stuck, Oscar, is because they've bought it. They just have no clue where to find them. And so I take them on this journey where we start to mine through their life for stories. But here's a simple way. Here's the first thing I say. I say, first of all, what is the point? What point do you want to teach this listener in this moment? And they may say, well, I'm a financial planner and I need them to understand that if you don't plan for your retirement, you're going to be in trouble. Let's just say that's what it is. And I was like, okay, so you need them to know that it's important to save money for retirement. And he said, yes. And I said, okay, the best stories are examples of either when somebody did that well mm -hmm. Or when somebody didn't and what happened. And I said, I prefer stories where they didn't and it had tragic consequences. I said, so, Joe, go back into your life, whether it's did it happen to you? Did it happen to your grandfather? Did it happen to one of your customers? Where was a specific time when you saw somebody not plan for their retirement? And how did that affect their life? Now, I said, even better if you came in and fixed it, because now you can make it an even better story because you were part of the solution. And he and once I tell people, look for when you know that the point you need to make now go find an example of when that happened to you, when you learned that or you saw somebody else learn that the hard way. Hmm. Now, let me give you one more example, Oscar, because. Um, let me give you another way that, that, that I'll spin this. Let's, I work with a lot of motivational speakers. They want to inspire the audience. They want to get up in front of them and they say, I don't have any idea where to even start telling stories and working them into my presentations. So I will say to them, okay, get out a piece of paper and start asking yourself questions about your life. Things like first car, first job. The, and especially things related to emotion. When were you the, the most afraid? When, what was the happiest day of your life? When were you, what, what was the biggest screw up you ever made as a teenager? Which kid were you growing up? What kind of family did you have? Look at the milestones and the big moments in your life or even simpler. And I've done this with people. I'll say, all right, if that doesn't work, because there's a story in every one of those moments, Oscar. There is a story in, in, in the, the, the biggest lesson you learned, the biggest mistake. There's stories, many of them. Or uh, I had one person, I said, all right. I said, do you have children? She said, yes. And I said, right now, pull out a piece of paper. And let's, it's kind of morbid, but let's pretend like you're dying. And you need to leave them your 10 most important pieces of wisdom. And I said, don't overthink it. Don't write a lot. 
But what would you tell them? Would you say, dance like nobody's watching, take risks, life is short. What would you, what advice would you give? And then go back and look at each piece of advice. I would almost guarantee that in every one of those, that has become part of your life's mantra because something happened in your life that made you believe this. And there are stories in there every step of the way. And then Oscar, if they're lucky, you'll get to be, or what I've experienced was, wait, how do I find stories to, oh my gosh, stories are everywhere. I have Mm -hmm. hundreds. How in the world am I going to choose which ones (laughs) to use? I think the ideal is not to seek out one great business story. The ideal is to have a whole portfolio of stories that you're sending out on social media, that you're putting out an Instagram. I mean, there's a reason video is the number one thing that most of us are paying attention to in business today. How do we tell a story through video? It's the stories that get shared the most. It's the stories that go viral. It's the stories that stand out in a crowded market. Yeah, so don't waste too much time trying to find the, the best or the perfect story, no? but just make many stories because you will need them. Kelly, could you now share with us what is your favorite quotation? Well, I have a lot. That's a hard question to narrow it down. And I can't remember who said it. So your people can look it up because it was somebody famous. Was it Gandhi? Was it Mother Teresa? I don't know. Um, and I think there have been several people who have Uh, quoted or given themselves credit for it. But here's the gist of it. And it really ties into what we're saying today. It's a quote that, that refers to what we're talking about. And that is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That is a time tested truth in business. And too many of us are focusing on what we know And, and then telling them what we know and wondering why they don't just accept it or buy it. And they need to know we care. And how do we make our words reflect that? People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And once they know you care, then you've opened that door. Like, trust, believe, and know. Kelly, now could you uh, recommend us one book that has been particularly inspiring or influential for you? Okay, other than my own, <laughs> I'm teasing. Because somebody came up to me the other day and they said, hey, we were at a party, a Christmas party, and he said, oh, my God, we were talking about story, and he's a financial planner and just started his own company. He goes, oh, this is fascinating. Can you recommend a good book that will teach me how to do this? And I was like, yeah, I wrote the book that will teach you how to do this. <laughs> so rather than be pompous, I'll tell you about that later. So the number one I would say is go get my book. I've spent a lot of time putting all this on paper so you'd know how to do it. But I do have a book to recommend. Uh, Annette Simmons is the author. Annette Simmons wrote a book called The Story Factor, and I found it years ago, and it has proven so helpful to me because it, it, it ties storytelling into the world, into the corporate world, and it's, it, it talks about the six stories you should be able to tell um, in, in, corporate, you know, in corporate business. So that's a, one great place to start is, is with that. Where many people get tripped up is they go on the internet and they look for storytelling knowledge and wisdom mm-hmm. and advice. And it's been, there's so much on the internet. It's crazy. Many people are telling you how to write well, 
and how to tell a good story. But you need to go figure out how to tell a strategic story with a business purpose. And that is different. And there aren't as many resources out there that will guide you in the right direction to use it as a tool, not to turn into a fiction writer. Yeah, correct. Great that you make this um, this clarification. That's that's correct because you, you find so much on the internet that uh, the story factor no, was, was the book. Uh-huh. It's a good one. Kelly, thanks a lot. Finally, I will ask you uh, if you can tell us an exercise, something practical that we can do regularly, a routine to shine. Well, since we're talking about story, I have to say, make yourself write. Journal, write articles, write every day. Somebody told me when I got into this business 15, 20 years ago, he said the key to wealth is writing. And In the beginning, I would write when I felt like it. Mm. And now I write even when I don't feel like it. I write <laughs> articles. I force myself. I write about stuff I don't want to write about. Writing every day will make you a better writer. And But make it fun. If you want to journal or write stories, uh, uh, it's very therapeutic as well. Uh, once you get over worrying about whether you're a good writer. Um, so anyway, I, I'm rambling. Journal and write every day. If you're going to want to um, influence people through your words, then the best thing you can do is read a lot and write a lot, and you'll get better. Yeah, of course. If you if you write regularly, you will get really better writing writing stories, writing uh, your own um, script for a presentation, everything. Writing book as you already did. So. It's it's a great advice to to write and every, and you know day. Oscar on people's Facebook pages I would much rather see you share a little story of what you learned yesterday at the grocery store than I would having you show me what you had for breakfast. <laughs> I mean I mean you know I mean it, it, it's it's or see an ad go go buy this go buy that I mean it, there's a reason the stories are being shared so if part of your daily process is to post things on social media. Then And I need to follow that advice, too. Sometimes I'm sitting too busy writing articles and I have to stop and go, Kelly, just tell a story. They're more interested in hearing a story. Mm. So even changing the way that you speak to the world through your social media platforms will be improved if you try to do it through story instead. Mm. I like that. Thanks a lot. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, uh, Kelly. It was uh, very fascinating uh, hearing from you so many from stories and all this strategic storytelling that is uh, really effective for business. So please uh, tell us how we can learn more about you or follow you. What are the best ways? Sure. I would love that. I would love for people to follow me. The first, let me give the link to the free gift. Oh, yeah. Um, if, if people are sitting there going, wait a minute, I want to know more. I, I, there's a great ebook I did where I surveyed a bunch of people on my social media channels and said, ask me any burning question you have about story and I'll answer it. And they asked, you know, how do you keep a story, negative story from getting out in your company? How do you, what, how do you know if a story is good? All the questions that you're probably sitting there listening, asking to yourself. And I put it all in a book and it's in that free gift link along with some more stories and more motivation and, and it's free. So, I mean, why not? Who doesn't love free stuff? So the link to that is kellysfreegift.com. There is no apostrophe. I'll spell it K-E-L-L-Y-S. 
F-R-E-E-G-I-F-T.com. Kelly'sFreeGift.com is the first thing. And that's also a way to stay in touch because you can send me a message through there and, and tell me other things you're interested in. Another way, Oscar, is a favor I'm asking your audience. I'm trying to build up my YouTube channel and start to put more stories there. So if people could go find my YouTube channel, I think it's youtube.com slash Kelly Swanson. I would be so grateful. And it's a way that you can, if you subscribe, then you can get videos all year on this subject. And um, I I would love that. Otherwise, you can just Google me and go to my website. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. That's so many ways. And I strongly recommend the Kelly Swanson YouTube channel, so amazing videos there, and more coming, right? <laughs> and more and more coming, and also on LinkedIn, if you're more of an article person and you like to read, I have, there are probably 60 articles sitting right there on LinkedIn um, around many, many topics of story and business, and th- that there's a great resource right there as well. Sorry, you didn't ask for that many, but LinkedIn's a great place. If people don't like to watch, some people don't like to watch videos, they like to read. Yeah, you get for all tastes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent. Again, thanks a lot, Kelly, and all the best. Thank you, Oscar. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time, 